Ruach Ashlag, the son of Rabbi Yehuda Lev Ashlag, wrote many articles on the inner work, the foundations of which he heard from his Holy Father. In the article we shall learn today, he looks at some of the details of the laws of Hanukkah and shows us how, in examining these details, we can learn not only the inner meanings of Hanukkah, but also what this means for us personally in our spiritual work. Rabbi Baruch Ashlag begins. The sages of the Talmud have taught us in the Gemara Shabbat that when we light the Hanukkah candle, we should set it in the doorway of the house facing the street, such that the mezuzah is on the right-hand side and the Hanukkah candle is on the left. Rashi, the famous commentator of the Talmud, says, The mezuzah is always on the right, as it is written, you set it on the doorposts of your house, that is, according to the way you come in, because when a man starts to walk, he starts with his right foot. Furthermore, regarding the nature of Hanukkah, the great Kabbalist, the Holy Ari, taught that both Purim and Hanukkah come from the same root. They both belong to the Sviyar Hod, but we don't celebrate them in the same way. On Purim we have a festive meal, but on Hanukkah, although we light the Hanukkah lights, we place them outside the house, in the doorway, and we may only look at them, but we do not have permission to use them. We need to understand what this means for us in our inner work, that the mezuzah is situated on the right-hand side and that the Hanukkah candle is placed opposite to it on the left. And what does it mean that both Hanukkah and Poem share the same root, but we celebrate them differently? In the Kabbalah, we learn that a person is composed of an entire world. This means that both the attributes of Israel and the attributes of the 70 nations are to be found within a single person. These attributes are opposite because God made the system of holiness and that of uncleanness as one opposed to the other. So a person is made up of both the wills to receive himself alone, which are designated as the 70 nations within himself, and he's made up of the will to give unconditionally, which is the aspect of Israel within him. When the 70 nations rule over the aspect of Israel within the person, he finds himself unable to act in consonance with his soul. And no matter how hard he tries, he falls constantly into the dominance of his wills to receive for himself alone. This is the state in which the Israel within him, which is his soul, which only wants to give to God, is in exile under the domination of those nations within him, whose desires and wants rule over Israel. When we look at the situation inside ourselves and we try to give it unconditionally, we find that we fail and we wonder, how will we ever get free from the domination of these nations of the world within us? We find that even though we put a lot of effort into getting free from their domination, we can't succeed. It actually even seems to us the opposite. The more we examine ourselves truly, the more it seems that we can't get out from under their subjugation. Even our good acts, when we try to give to the other, when examined closer, always seem to have an aspect of self-serving to them. But we always need to remember the exodus from Egypt, as it's written in Deuteronomy, 
you should remember the going out of Egypt all the days of your life. That is, we need to believe in the scripture which proclaims, I am the Lord your God, who took you out of the land of Egypt to be for you for a God. That is to say, just as God took the children of Israel out of the governance of the Egyptians, and they merited the aspect of, I will be for you for a God, likewise, he can take us out of the rule of the 70 nations which is within us, and then we will merit the aspect of, he will be for us a God. Now, a person should not say that he must be worse than the children of Israel were when they were living in Egypt. And it was only those people that God was able to take them out, as they weren't so bad. But when a person truly sees how lowly he is, then he feels despair. And he feels that he's worse than those who God rescued in Egypt were. But we need to believe in the words of the Holy Ari, who tells us that before they left Egypt, the children of Israel had sunk to the 49th level of uncleanness, until God revealed himself to them and redeemed them. We see from this that when a person sees that he is at the most lowly aspect, nevertheless, he should not leave off trying, but he should have faith that God will take him out of his exile in which he sunk among his own inner nations of the world. It is only through faith that we can get out of our exile. Logic doesn't help here. Our rational mind only helps us see our true state, our lowliness, but then we need to go above our rational mind to faith, which is of a higher paradigm. To go to the modality of faith needs the help of God. If we could make progress through our rational mind, we would not need the help of God. The most important thing that is asked of a person is that he should come to his perfection. That is, he should merit the five levels of his soul that are designated as Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya and Yechida. This only comes about when a person finds he needs the Creator. As the sages have said, I've created the evil inclination. I created the Torah as its healing spice. The Holy Zohar asks, how are we helped? And it answers through the Holy Soul. As the person gradually cleans his levels of the will to receive within him, he merits to higher levels of the soul. Therefore, it is indeed a great thing that a person needs the Creator to help him. His help gives a person greater strength from above, in that God bestows on him a new aspect of his soul until he achieves all the levels that pertain to him according to the root of his soul. Since this is something a person cannot achieve for himself, this acquiring of the higher levels of the soul is designated as a miracle. Since the definition of a miracle is something that can only happen through the help of God. Therefore, when a person recognises the evil within him, which in itself has the aspect of a miracle, he sees that he doesn't have any possibility of getting out from the domination of the 70 nations, and he sees that his aspect of Israel is in exile. So he asks God to help him. When God answers his prayers and takes him out of the dominance of the 70 nations of the world within him, and he finds that he's able to give unconditionally, as now his aspect of Israel that's within him is now dominant, this is designated as a miracle. For just as it was a miracle how God took the children of Israel out of the slavery in Egypt, 
So it is a miracle how God took him out of his self-serving and gave him to care only in what way can we serve God. That a person can work purely for the sake of God is indeed a miracle. This is why the festival of Hanukkah is called the miracle of Hanukkah. For indeed it's the celebration of the miracle in which the Greeks within us, which represent the domination of the logical mind and rationale, were defeated by faith, the aspect of Israel within us. And this can only happen via a miracle. Faith is an act of giving unconditionally to the Creator. When we act in faith, it's a conscious choice that we make. Being able to work only for the sake of giving to God is termed in the Kabbalah as the right-hand line. That is, the person wants to do acts of loving-kindness for God. Giving unconditionally to God or to our fellow man is designated as the rectification of the creation, the tikkun of the creation. The vessels of giving do not, however, constitute the vessels of the purpose of creation, because the purpose of creation is that the created beings should receive from God all that he wants to give them. The vessels of receiving are the vessels for the light of Chochmah, the light of life. This light of Chochmah is designated as the left-hand line, because these vessels need rectification, and anything which needs tikkun is designated as the left-hand line. What is the tikkun that these vessels need? It's the tikkun of the right-hand line, the light of chasadim, the light of loving-kindness. So, even when the person has already merited the light of the purpose of creation with the good and delight that's termed by the name of Chochmah, once again he needs to draw on the light of loving-kindness, the light of chasadim, so that the bounty comes in the vessels for receiving, but only for the sake of giving. That is, he receives from God only because it's God's will that he should do so. But as for himself, he forgoes any receiving, his only desire being to give to God. The work in Torah and Mitzvot starts as actions only, according to the scripture, Na'asev Nishma. We will do, then we will understand. That is, first we need to practice the Mitzvot from the aspect of simply doing them, even when we don't understand why, or feel we can gain anything from them, even if this means that a person needs to force himself. We should not wait until the moment when we have the desire to fulfil the mitzvot, because when a person is under the domination of the wills to receive that are within him, his desires lead him in the wrong direction. But through the wisdom of the sages in whom we have faith, a person may perform the mitzvot even from the aspect of the practice alone, that is, using the vessels of loving-kindness, and this eventually will bring him to the satisfaction of understanding. The right-hand side is expressed when we do the mitzvot only from the desire to give to God without receiving anything. Doing the mitzvot this way is a safeguard that everything we do will be for God's sake and not for our own sake. We can now understand the reason why the mezuzah needs to be on the right-hand side, since the mezuzah has the aspect of guarding the person. That is, the right-hand side hints at the vessels of loving-kindness that guard a person, as these vessels don't need any tikkun, any rectification, whereas the vessels of receiving the light of Chochmah do need a safeguard, because the action of receiving on its own tends to draw a similar intention in its wake, 
and thus these vessels need a safeguard. This is what Rashi explains. It says in the Shema, and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house, in the way you come in. That is, a person starts to walk on the right-hand side. From what we've said, it follows that the mezuzah has the aspect of guarding a person, as it is the aspect of the right-hand side, which is called loving-kindness, that operates in the way of giving for the sake of giving. And this is the tikkun of the creation, as we've said above. We learned from the Ari that both Poem and Hanukkah belong to the aspect of Hod, which is the left-hand side, and which are the part of the vessels of the purpose of creation. Thus we place the Hanukkah candle on the left-hand side. The miracle of Hanukkah celebrates the miracle of the Spirit, the miracle that a person is given the help from God so he is able to serve him for the sake of giving. It is the miracle which celebrates faith. In order to come to this miracle, there was indeed a revelation of the light of God who is no longer concealed and we can see that it's God who helps us get out of our self-serving and gives us the strength to give. However, for the Hanukkah candles, we say in the blessings We don't have permission to use their light only to look at them and we place their light outside the house to publicize the miracle for other people giving to others rather than enjoying it ourselves and this is because the festival of Hanukkah celebrates the help of God in being able to give unconditionally however it is only a part of the journey and that is referred to by its name Hanukkah, which means they encamped on the 25th. An encampment is not the end of the war, it's only a halfway stage. It's a respite, it's a resting place in which to rest and gain strength. And this is because Hanukkah celebrates the tikkun of creation. It is the tikkun in which we are able to use the vessels of giving unconditionally, serving God unconditionally. It celebrates faith and the triumph of faith over the vessels of receiving represented by the Greeks within us. So the festival of Hanukkah celebrates the happiness we feel on being able to give to God and to our fellow man unconditionally. And this was only through the help of God. audio recording is brought to you from Nahorah School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Hudalev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Nahorah School online. Details at www.nahorahschool.com or www.nahorahpress.com.